only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call and the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is uh, May 27, 2018. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf. Take it away, brother. It's yours. Man, I'm telling you, 5-27-2018. Eight and one to nine, ten, eleven. Five nines is forty-five, which is another nine. That nine and that eleven, mm-mm. That goes on up to uh, that twenty-one number. And that's where you see Leah and Rachel and a cat named Jacob Israel. We're at a time of change. Yes, sir. They're all talking and screaming and yelling and scared to death of AI, and AI is very dangerous. Artificial intelligence, if you can train it. Remember that movie, Thermal Nuclear War, with, uh, damn, what was his name? Um, Hell, he married that damn girl with that weird-ass nose on Sex in the City, uh, big nose herself. And I'll tell you what, she had a boob job, but damn, she still had that damn, hello, what's your name? Anyway, Matthew uh, Broderick. Yeah. In thermonuclear war, they had a computer called Whopper, W-O-P-R. And uh, Whopper had never been able to be taught how to do cognitive thinking. And it really took Broderick to activate that mechanism by doing a tic-tac-toe so that the computer could realize that there was no way to win in thermonuclear war. Years later, they made a second movie, and consequently, they had to use old Whopper again. Time and space are a creation of thought. Time is something that we measure what we might perceive of and call reality or a space of existence. We label it as the term time. And yet space is an ad infinitum object because in reality only very little of matter is absolutely known or seen. The vast majority of creation is hidden. It's unseen. 
And it says that the scripture says that the divine one dwells in thick clouds of darkness. Can't be perceived. Man, you're dealing with the sub-superconscious mind. You're going into that high feminine aspect. And that's something that the masculine mind does not really want to cognitively embrace. But nevertheless, you better figure your ass out and wake up because uh, she's the mother of all creation. You can call her by any name you want. From bitch to goddess. Fact of the matter is, if you ain't got her around, you ain't. And uh, in this realm of the mind, those that know how to remote view or remote influence or remote control or be off-leash open scanners or what you might call prophets or seers or shamans, I mean, witch doctors, I mean, listen here. These people are not bad as you've been taught that they are. It's just that they do not conform to the goddamn orthodox system of religiosity as propagated by the Pope and various religious orders that are really all tied to the same stump. They all pee on the same tree. And you, in reality, are the exceptional one. You see, you had this unique ability. But the Messiah, see, he only taught the average people in parables. A parable is a fictitious story with a hidden veiled meaning. Why? Hell, they were not prepared. They could not accept. They could not understand the secret deeper teachings of who and what they really were and are, most of them are still filled with uh, self-will, self-gratification. But when he drew the 12 disciples, damn, that means a disciple one, or a disciplined aspect of thought. Hell, you've got 12 faculties of thought. Twelve cranial nerves that the brain sits on. So you're being educated in how to really think at a very high level, high order of cognizant understanding and to be able to exercise the great powers that you are. And if you really are an Israelite, and I don't mean these damn folks that just think they got a bloodline lineage and they see liners and they this and they that, they all white and they don't have no stripes, they don't have no polka dots. And, I mean, bless your little darling heart, I know they don't understand. They're still listening to the parable. They've never understood and been taught by the master what it really means. Man, I was so blessed to become introduced to Jose Silva and had the religious experience that I had been taught about all my life at the same time. And yet, it took me years to study my way through what I had been taught and brought up in as a child and to begin to learn and go beyond it so that I could see outside of the box of limitation 
that had been created for me from cradle to what they conceived of and perceived of as would be the grave. I've always been one of them long-range recon type people. My whole family has. I mean, crap, we cut one of the three trails that opened uh, the way uh, down to the Camino Real into Mexico uh, in the state or what became the state of Texas, the Republic of Texas, uh, before 1834. We had two ferries across uh, from the Natchez Trace across uh, Louisiana, basically up in the Red River area and then on over in what they call the Burr's Ferry. Burr was the guy that shot Alexander the Hamilton Royalist and the first inventor of paper money in this country in a fair duel. Hamilton uh, was in the New York banker lineage going to the King the Crown Wall Street. You remember that's where the term they put the wall up in the days of Peter Sturman. And so he was in that damn bank in the line. He was George Washington's uh, right-hand man. Kind of had to go look at Brother Washington there. You got 14 to 16 presidents before Brother Washington ever uh, was given that damn title under the Articles of Confederation. What you've been taught, what you may believe, that you already had a union in place. They had to make a more perfect union with the constitutional document. What the hell did they do there? What made it more perfect? They gave the damn sorry ass the ability to tax you. If I can tax you, I can control your education. I can control your food supply. I can control your ingress and egress. I can control your land eventually because initially you couldn't tax the land. Initially, a prosecutor, if he brought a claim against a man and the claim was unjustified, he got the damn judgment in the Senate. It took him goddamn lawyers long to change that damn title and change, did they? They uh, got the state's money, your money. Money that wasn't really there. Remember David Crockett? He tried explaining that to the Congress. Yes, sir. See all that good history they come removed. There's an aspect of you. Whatever you think is the thing. Like it, lump it, win, lose, or draw. You think you're an asshole, guess what? You are correct. You're it. You think you're a king, if you can hang on to that thought and think it long enough and understand the concepts of it, uh, yes, sir, the king you are. Or the queen, a doctor, a lawyer, a ticket taker, if you choose. Well, I didn't necessarily think like everybody else thought. I had those wild-ass thoughts, and I would think outside that box. And I mean, man, they'd look at me sometimes and 
man, you just way the hell out in left field. But you know, <clears throat> never getting killed, I wasn't. When this was happening to, to them, it wasn't happening to me. I could walk through it. Man, I've been in a wheelchair. I've been told I'd never walk. I've been told everything impossible. You can't do this. You can't do that. You know something? There ain't a goddamn one of them ever told the truth. Because, you see, I didn't agree with them. You had that same ability. I found out that time and space, I could alter it just by my thought. I could take that breath and, man, that energy would race up my spine. That kundalini would go active and go online. And it would copulate with the divine twin hemispheres of the brain. And those two cherubim up there would begin to flap their wings over the ark of this covenant of knowledge and law. And that power would begin to radiate and operate in the Shekinah. That feminine divine serpent, damn, she would go to scrapping and fighting for me. She would do things that you couldn't comprehend and she taught me I could stretch time, make it like a chasm, just like it's the Grand Canyon or Monarch uh, Gorge. I could stretch it, Royal Gorge there, and I could put a new thought, a new idea, a new concept inside that chasm. That stretch space and time. I could mess up their goddamn artificial intelligence commuters and computers and computators and all this other crap because they can't outthink the divine mind. They mimic it. And that new thought would go in, and once I had it in, it was like I wanted, I would allow the chasm to close. So that now my thought is now operational in the fabric of time. And in a space, it will manifest exactly as I put it in. What the cut that is. Didn't he tell you in the scripture? You could say to the mountain, you could do this, you could do that. He was telling you an aspect of thought in the analogies. Oh, they created it just as a single man. Hell, it wasn't a single man. It was all the men and women that could think in this level of the mind and being. All Israel ain't Israel. I don't give a damn what your bloodline is or how white your ass is. If you can't think and operate in this realm of the mind, you're not Israel. You just might as well just bend over, kiss your ass, and say, hello, goodbye, I'm out of here. Choo-choo, boogie-woogie, bye-bye. Now, don't give a damn how black your butt is or yellow it is or whatever. If you can do what it's telling you when Jacob woke up and became Israel, then goddamn, you're Israel, too. That's why there's four colors on the Cherokee corn. Chiraki. Chi, 
the living energy of Ra, the enlightened state of mind. Chi, that's your high spirit body. Oh, yeah, you're special people. You're very special. But the question is, what do you think you are? Are you special in your mind? Or are you limiting? Are you just... We'd be hunting dogs and I trained some competition penthouse. A black guy named Bobby Napier taught me how to train black and tans, and I loved them black and tans. Wagner and George Ensminger and uh, Jimmy Conger and Leroy Lynn and all this in here. I hunted some of the finest dogs in the world, trained them. I used the coon hunting at night to help build my legs up so I could walk. Friend, those dogs taught me a lot of things. Dogs and people ain't but a hairbreadth removed. Many dogs. Bobby used to look at Steamboat and he'd say, Damn, yeah. That goddamn dog, he'd be smarter than a person. He could lead two and three dogs out of the woods on the lead and never get them hung up in a fence or around a pole or anything. I mean, listen, you could tell him to stop, he'd sit down. He'd make them wait. Some animals are smarter than people. Give the truth to them. Give them the secrets. So the Mashiach, he took the 12 disciples aspects of thought aside began to explain the secrets that are contained in the parables. Because see, he did not speak unto all Israel. Got to have He didn't speak to them too. He didn't speak to all Israel, except how? In the parable, a fictitious story. So you got to figure out what it is. He was telling them folks and learned to really listen. And he hit it a little here, he hit a little there. A little old, a little new. Well, we get married, we call it sometimes something borrowed and something blue, and all of you are going to rake up that leg and find either that blue or that uh, white garter. You see, you understand the concept of copulation in physical you must also understand the concept of copulation, the creation in the mental, mind, or the spiritual. 4151 Strong's New Testament Greek and a Strong's Adjusted Concordance. Okay, Jim, I'll throw it back to you and let's see what happens. Brother, that is powerful. I mean, if people know, you know, if you go back even the, in Moses' time, when he went up on the mount, he, he went up on the mount of his mind when he he saw the burning bush that didn't burn, which was the light of the eternal mind coming alive within him. And he asked him, well, the people are going to ask, what's your nature or, or what's your name? And he says, I am 
that I am that I am. And I am anything and everything I see myself being. Yes, that's it. I am that. That is my nature. That is my characteristic. That's whatever in the hell I want it to be. That is what I am. Yes, that's exactly correct, Jim. Yes, sir. I mean, I mean, because I am covers all the multitude of everything. What are you? I am. I'm a son. I'm also a husband. But I'm, you know, I'm also a dad too. But I'm still the same person. I'm anything and everything I want and desire to be. If I that's that's the same thing in trust law. They put on a different hat. You might be the head of the grand tour. You might be the the the, the head of the uh, of the trustee. You might be the head of many damn things, but you can't be the beneficiary of that operation because that creates a merger. There's no separation. And see, this is the thing people don't realize: there is a separation. Hey, it ain't me, this physical man, Jerry Ray. But it is the Father that is in me. And yet when you see me, you're seeing that Father. You're seeing the only manifestation of an invisible aspect of deity that you can physically see or conceive or perceive of or touch in physical matter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that is where people are getting their heads stuck so far up their rectus. They don't know how to move. And that's exactly what the Roman Empire's Roman Catholic Christian Church has taught. And that's what every other religion has had to bow down to, or they will shut them down. And it's like the man said, well, what about the rings of masonry? Every damn ring there is, Mormon or otherwise. Is at the Vatican. All roads lead to Rome, a physical, external creation. It is not the reality of who and what you are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's why the churches nowadays don't have no power. They go to church and they'll play a song or two or bang the tambourine or whatever it is to get a little touchy-feely, and they think they got something. But the moment they walk out that door, they're back to their old self and didn't receive anything. Jim, do you realize that when you go to seminars, the reason they have seminars every week is because what you teach in a physical seminar will only last up to about seven days. The only way to make it extend beyond that is to do what Jose Silva did and Dennis Wakeley and some of the others found out that and they would attempt to use that technique in their teaching. But still, without teaching the people how to meditate and to see and say and think and and visualize it done within themselves, that programming wouldn't last. But if they did what Jose and them taught, damn that program would last. Man, look, I mean, I went uh, August and September. I I, I graduated uh, at the first part of September, uh, the second week or something like that. And then I had this religious experience on the 22nd. 
uh, of September, 8.05 in the evening. Hey, Duke, um, this will be 725-527-2018. You understand that that program that I put in place and those beliefs that I had, damn, they're still operating today. Yes, and they give me more and more knowledge each and every day, each and every way. Buddha had to learn how to go beyond the limitations of the tradition. When he did, his disciples and those that were close to him, damn, they wanted to shun him and throw him away. But the fact of it is, Buddha had found the true way. Yes, sir. And as you do that, you're going to step away from them. That's why there's two groups of teaching, one that's only parable and one that has the understanding to the parable. You just better hope your ass is on the side that's got the true understanding to the parable. Yes, sir. He he says, not all is Israel. They may say, Lord, Lord, but not all are going to enter in. Yeah, no, not all are Israel. Not all are going to do what Israel or Jacob had to do to become Israel. They may claim the blood lineage. They may claim they're the sons of Isaac, the sons of this and that and the other, the sons of Jacob uh, and um, um, Joseph, Ephraim, Ephratah. See, the blessing is really not in Judah. It is in Joseph, Ephraim. He is the Shiloh. The real David David is an Ephratite. He is not a Judahite. The reason is, is Joseph's number is 11. And he's telling you that the right and left hemispheres of the brain must be activated and used. You better have Leah and Rachel awakened within your own consciousness and in the subconscious mind. Because only with Leah and Rachel are you going to get the two handmaidens, you know, the four aspects, because there's really four wives there. Oh, man, you get into the vernal equinoxes and, and autumnal equinoxes and, and and the solstice in the summer and the solstice in the... Oh, man, let me tell you something. They're telling you very unique things about Leah, Rachel, and the two handmaidens. See, a lot of these people, they ain't never got up to that school level yet. Yes, sir. <clears throat> There's so many things that if people would just, you know, you know, listen and do like the Church of the Laodicea did. They study to show their self-approved, but at the same time to see if... Not Laodicea. Means. Not Laodicea. Those that were Thessalonica were more righteous than they that were at, um, uh, let's see, those at Thessalonica were more righteous than they that were at Berea. For they sought the scripture daily to see if the things that were told unto them were so. The church of Laodicea, they said, man, shit, we got it all. We wealthy, we powerful, we got this, we got that. We swole up, we pumped up with goods. They knew not that they were poor, wretched, and blind. Now, the Church of Philadelphia is a 
Church of Brotherly Love. Where in the hell do you think the real United States formed that, the Union of States? In Philadelphia. Where do you think the true courts and Congress and everything is? In Philadelphia. All this shit that comes out of the District of Criminals, Columbia, that's all commerce. That's why this deal I sent out that some of them have been sending talking about all the offices of uh, true government is vacant. They're correct. All these goddamn people in these local governments and this and that other, these are all private contractors. They've all sold out for a license fee that as long as they pay in so much, what do they say? We've we've got to get on with the business of court. We're in the business of law enforcement. You better goddamn well listen to them people. They're telling you who in hell what they are. You're down. Yeah, they're telling you who and what they are, but we don't have to agree and uh, go along with it. No, you don't, but you have to learn how to think in a different way if you're going to exercise those powers that you have that's going to pull down their power, their governments, their authority, their kingdoms, and their rulership, and their sorry-ass, wicked-ass people in high places of a spiritual, inherent nature. You have got to wake up to do that. Perchance they, you, would deliver yourself from the snare of the devil. Ain't no sense in you crying out and asking God to deliver your ass. God damn it, you've got the ability already, Moses. Yes. Now, if you don't use it, you know, I mean, shit, you can set your ass on one side of the Red Sea, so to speak. Damn, the Red Sea, the Sea of Reeds. You know, if a woman doesn't cycle after she's been uh, inseminated, they usually call that a beginning state of pregnancy. But if she cycles after she's been inseminated, you did not cross the sea or the reed of blood, and you've been washed out. And that semen and that ovum will be no more. There's a whole lot of things being taught. It just depends on what level of understanding you're going to apply. You might be of the therapeutic, those that have the knowledge of healing, the anatomy and physiology of the Bible. Yet, if you had that, you might know the higher secrets because you would understand the the, the knowledge of the pineal, the pituitary, the corpus callosum, the hippocampus, uh, the cerebral cortex. I mean, all of these wonderful things. The medulla oblongata. Atlas. Oh, crap. In Greece, doesn't Atlas hold up the world? Well, in reality, Atlas is the cervical one bone. Most chiropractors started cervical two to align the back. Incorrect. If you do not start at cervical one, you cannot correctly align the 33 bones of the spinal cord. Most doctors are not taught who and what Atlas is. The reason Atlas is in a thinking position is because that's the white orb that's on top of the Pharaoh's scepter. It's your cranium. The golden rod is your spine. Yes, sir. But all of these secrets 
They're written in idioms, metaphors, allegories, parables. They're not given to the average, everyday individual on the street. It's way above his way or her way of thinking. They're still farting around over there trying to figure out white and black and yellow and all this other kind of shit. They ain't never got up to the real knowledge. They're just kind of in the agitation mode. Now, hopefully, they'll wake up. The knowledge is offered to them. Many shall find the door. Few shall go in thereat. But broad is the way that leads to separation, deception. It's just a jovial event. Let's raise hell. Let's get together. Let's cause turmoil. They don't understand. They've gathered together for their own destruction. A man of peace is a man of power, at least potentially, because he can't operate that power if he or she does not stay in a reign or realm of peace. Yah rules, Salem. Yah rules in peace. You can't rule in turmoil. That's why in a fight, the guy that loses his mind, he's going to get killed. The guy that can stay calm can deflect the bully. Even though a sniper is him dead to right, you can make the wind, you can make it move, just like you can move a damn hurricane or a tornado. Oh, God, you've got tremendous powers and abilities. You're damn soon. Yes, sir, brother, but most people don't know that, and the churches don't teach that. They only teach them to come in there and sing songs and listen to their sermon and uh, make sure before they leave there, they hit them up for tithes and offerings and an extra offering, which is roughly three times before they leave each time they come to church. Well, I mean, that's why we do what we do. That's why we give it away for free. That's why we don't ask them for a goddamn penny. Really, no, I have given Really, it was given to me. Now, whether or not they got sense enough to pick up the jewels off of the the floor and use them and enlighten their own mind and their lives and that of their family, brother, I, I can't deal with that. That's up to them. That choice is not mine. I've made the choice to sacrifice and to give and do. Yes, sir. We all have to make that choice. That's why he says it's a personal thing. Absolutely, it is a personal thing. It's like you Only you can walk that lonesome valley. You've got to make up your mind and walk it by yourself. But you know, if you understand the true self, you ain't walking it by yourself. You're walking it by the higher mind. It ain't a lonesome damn valley. No, it's only lonesome to them that do not know the one that's the voice within. Yes, sir. That's why a lot of people, when they read the 23rd Psalm, a lot of them, some of them get bits and pieces of it, but most people don't realize what it's really saying. That's correct. See, uh, I mean, 
for years there were certain things we didn't eat, and there's some things we still don't eat. And uh, I knew that I had to teach the girls that in the event things descend into degrees of disorder, I had to teach them how to catch a needle nose gar, how to catch a alligator gar, how to peel them how to cut them up, how to turn them into gar steaks, gar boule, uh, what they call the uh, boule, um, which is really a gar ball or a fish ball. And um, consequently, in South Louisiana and Southeast Texas, I mean, listen here, they got swamp chicken everywhere, yeah. Well, a swamp chicken is an alligator. And <laughs> I mean, I'm, that's what it is. And um, I told the girls, I said, have any of y'all ever ate any gator? They looked at me and they said, no, Gee. I said, uh, what do you think? you think you could deal with it? I don't know about that. I mean, that don't sound like what we normally eat according to the scriptures. I said, okay. I said, are you willing to just kind of give it a taste test? Well, I might can do that. And I said, okay. So I picked up a package of seasoned, cut up what they call leg shoulders, and um, from say alligator, and uh, they get you on gator, you know, by boot size, you know, so they can make you know good boots and this that, and the other, and they they peel them a certain way, and uh, they really farm them is what they do, and uh, so I picked up some and. I talked to him a little bit, and I said, well, tell me something. I said, do y'all like gravy? Oh, yeah. I said, so if I made a sauce piquant, kind of like a red, rude tomato gravy, and, uh, you know, I put the bell pepper, the red and the green, the shallots and the sweet onions, and I mean the garlic and the ginger, I mean, you know, different kinds of seasons, and, that slap your mammy, which is a type of season in the goddamn Louisiana. Uh, I don't like uh, <clears throat> some of the main ones that they cook with because of the fact they got damn uh, monosodium glutamate. If it's got monosodium glutamate, I don't even slow down and look at it. And I prefer it to tell me that it's made with non-GMO type ingredients. But anyway, slap your mammy kind of fits that deal slap your mama and they got a seasoning uh, that's kind of like that um, and uh, but don't go wild on it I'm here to tell you it's got enough cayenne pepper in there I mean listen here if you ain't used to you know in Louisiana a good Cajun cook cooks food and it has a great flavor and taste and the food comes through Cajun cook in Louisiana don't know what the hell he or she is doing. The only damn thing that they know is to put it on, pour enough cayenne in that they make it hotter, hotter, and as hot as they can get it. And they want to call that real Cajun coon ass or Cajun cooking this shit. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. 
So anyway, I showed the girls how to take and put on a root. You know, it's oil and flour. You have to stir it, and you got to cook it on low, or you'll burn it. And if you don't stay with it, uh, you might as well throw it out because it's going to be burnt. But real roux, it's got a nutty flavor to it. It don't have no burnt nothing. It ain't scorched. And in the process, I started really with my, my swamp chicken, which was my gator. Gator and different things that you do in cooking is kind of like thinking. Everything is a process. So I told them, showed them how to do this, you know, how to brown this up, how to add the roux in about four tablespoons of flour, you know, and uh, olive oil. And uh, then they added, uh, you know, the, the onion, the bell pepper. Uh, um, and I even had a few real fine carrots, you know, them finger kind. And I just sliced them up, you know, real thin. Dropped them down in there, and then I put in about a medium Louisiana style Vidalia onion. That's one of them sweet kind. And uh, cut that up, dropped it in, and about seven, eight garlic cloves, and you know, about a thumb to the size piece of, of uh, ginger. So that my ninja <clears throat> kind of whooped it up good. So the girls, they kind of watching, keeping track of what I'm doing. When I got it all stirred up and I got it all kind of browned up, I kept telling them about the stirring it so it didn't burn. Um, they started adding water, and hell, man, all of a sudden, damn, what I was cooking done, I grew that pot. That big stainless uh, cast iron, uh, kind of like a double skillet, you know. And uh, so Shawnee said, Gee, we need to get that um, that blue six-quart Dutch oven over there, porcelain cast iron Dutch oven. I said, well, let's get it, but I don't know. I think we're going to be pretty close. So uh, me and her, between us, we worked and put it in there and got her going. And I got her to stir it around because now what was on the bottom uh, was trying to scorch into the other skillet was now on the top. So we worked it down in. I put in my tomato paste and, you know, the the diced tomatoes. I really was looking for stewed tomatoes because they got a better flavor. But anyway, um, we got everything done and my meat wasn't covered. And so what you got to do is you got to put enough distilled water on top of that. Give it about an inch, inch and a half, you know. Put that thing on low to where it's just barely kind of boiled. A kettle lid, you know, on top, you know, kind of put a cattywampus so it can kind of cook off. Put it on for an hour, stir it every now and then, another hour, stir it every now and then, maybe, you know, more every now and then. And then about 30 minutes to do that, and then you can put the lid on solid because it'll have made a gravy and it'll reduce down. That swamp chicken be falling off the bone. So I told him, I said, just leave the lid on it. Don't mess with it for about 30 minutes to an hour. Come back in. You already got your buttered rice made. I said, you can kind of test drive it and see what you think. See, my wife is kind of like sometimes people, when you tell them about a prayer or what you think, she ain't always open and suggestive to different things 
that she may or may not perceive of that she likes. And she's real sensitive to hot peppers and stuff like that. And um, if you've got it and she comes in and you're cooking this and waving through the air, she'll go to sneezing. Sometimes she'll get to where she can't quite talk. So, you know, I guess the case that she gets a little bit out of sorts, you know, and you don't want to listen to all that jabber-jammering, so to speak. She does. She kind of throw you maybe hot pepper, a little black pepper, a little cayenne, a little this, a little that, boil some water, take the lid off, just kind of walk through the house, you know, up into the living room, back, back down in the house. What will happen is that that pepper somehow causes her vocal cords not to activate. She can breathe fine. She can do all kinds of things. She can eat. She just damn well can't talk. (laughs) So if you want to shut her up, I mean, that's a good way you could do it. I mean, you may laugh. You may think that's bad, whatever. But nevertheless, that's a fact of the reality. (laughs) But... uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, I left that chicken out. We didn't mess her up today. She 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 sniffed and banged and barked a little bit, but didn't mess her pick it up. And so I left it and went out. Shawnee and Beth and Bea come in, and Bea said, man, that smells good. What is that, Shawnee? She said, it's swamp chicken, Drown. Uh, he made a sauce pecan out of swamp chicken. She said, swamp chicken. I ain't never heard of no swamp chicken. She said, Grandma, all I can tell you is on the bag it says swamp chicken. So she got her some rice. Then she got her some of that soft pecan gravy. Then she got some of that swamp chicken. <laughs> well, after a while, she come back to Shawnee and she said, you know, that is delicious. It tastes just like chicken. She said, I ain't told her nothing yet, no. She said, she went back for more. She said, she looked at me, she said, the only thing wrong with this, she said, it is almost too spicy for me. What that means is, you can't put nothing spicy in the damn pot. You can open the lid on the seed. You can walk by with the pot lid off. Don't put nothing in the pot. Go on about your business and close the lid on the seasoning and put the lid back on the pot because that alone was enough to season it for Bernice. I mean, she ain't into no kind of damn purpose. And guess what? She goes to a Chinese restaurant. You don't want to tell you what she orders. Spicy chicken and then bitches because it's too goddamn hot. Damn, I mean, just it just bugs the hell out of me. See, this is the thing. I'm teaching the girls how to survive in the event. Um, there was a time when my grandfather ran up to 2,500 head of hogs in the swamps in Louisiana. Brother Wid and had pork in a long, long time. I mean, like in the decade type of time. Matter of fact, 
double decades, almost three decades. And there's reasons that we do not eat some of these things. The carfish, got scales, got fins. Matter of fact, uh, the Alabama Cachata Indian used to use the gar for male, you know, like M.A. Uh, male in, uh, say, night warfare. And um, the scales would cut you. But you could shoot them with an arrow, and an arrow would bounce off of them. If you shot them with just like shot in a blunderbuss, uh, it would bounce off. It wouldn't hurt them. Many of those things are still there. That garfish, listen, that fish can stand head and shoulders any day of the week with Chinook salmon. And believe me, I've caught it fresh, I've cooked it fresh, and I've been crazy about salmon for years, and I won't buy nothing but wild North Atlantic, wild catch, Salmon today. Anything else, you can damn forget it. We ain't in the Biden. So I told him, I said, you got some big damn bullfrogs down here. Some of them, big, 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 big. I said, we don't want to get them. We'll leave them old sows in there and let her keep laying eggs. But anyway, I got them uh, 22 pair. Real fine. I've got about six pounds of garfish steaks, and I've got about two pounds of cedar meat. So I'm going to teach them how to fry that, and you ain't going to be able to tell a damn difference between fried fish and fried chicken. Because if push comes to shove, they're going to have to survive. Yes, sir. You're going to find that times are changing. What they're telling you is just a smoke screen. The real truth, they're not exposing to you. They do not want you to know how to think. They're scared to death of what the hell you can do. And them damn people down there fighting in them courts, hell, they know where they're at. They're making money off of them. It's called a business court. Folks, you're going to have to stop go to thinking. You have to learn to use your mind. You, you really are brilliant people. But you do have to learn a few things, and you do have to use it. I took what Jose taught. And I wore the damn manual out. I still got the manual, but I almost had to tape it to, to put it together. And plus all my footnotes. I went through uh, during Conscious Dreaming Project. I went through things that, God have mercy, I, don't, I, I doubt it was today. Most of you couldn't even access. And everything there was based on the secrets that's held within your scriptures. But they're not literally told. 
They're totally idioms, parables, metaphors, allegories, and they're in every culture throughout the world. So when you tell me it's only the white race, I know that, bless your little darling heart, you're still in kindergarten. Then I hear the black come up, and not them, they're the only thing in the world. And hell, you couldn't talk to them. I mean, they they down there with you. And then you'll hear the Mexican come in, and hell, usually most of them don't say too much except, you know, they deserve the right, and they got the right, and this and that and the other. Listen here. Not the way our world's set up today. The American Indian, the Native American, you think treaties mean something, you better go take a damn good look. Under the doctrine of discovery. Man, the Pope took whatever the hell he wanted or gave authorization for them to do it. Why? Because he was getting money. Somebody had to give them justification. Manifest destiny. They'll manifest the destiny they want. They don't give a damn what you want. Think about what I'm saying, please. Doctrine of the mind has to deal with your mind, your body, and your soul. (laughs) There's aspects of you that, I mean, you're going to have to eat to some extent, depending on what you eat, what you believe. But this coat of skin that we've been given, we have to somehow figure out how to do something with it. Because it's a mental aspect and it is a physical aspect. Otherwise, there would be no progenial line for the reincarnating aspect of the divine spirit that has brought us from the time of creation and reality, true life, down to the manipulation of creative aspects to our current stage of existence. Yes. It's taken this long for the golden light to begin to reemerge. It's it's like a sine wave. It's like a serpent that flies through the earth. Times of the month that you have great power, and there's times of the month that you you couldn't piss and turn over a lid if you wanted to, so to speak. All these things, these biorhythmic charts and so forth and so on, they operate just like stars do. These damn stupid-ass scientists come in and claim they're scientists. That's just another damn religion. They don't know nothing. I go to doctors all the time, and damn, they're specialists in this and specialists in that. Give me a damn good general practitioner. Somebody says, why? He's a specialist. I said, because that son of a bitch don't know nothing about anything except the kidney. He ain't figured out that there's a body that goes with it. That general prack over there, he knows that there's everything connected. I said, now do you understand? Oh, I, 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 I never could figure out why you were that away. 
I said, look, in group, damn it, I was given training in every area. I even sewed Miss Sunbowl's face back on. I met suture for suture with a, a plastic surgeon that was a major. He put her breast and I put her face on line. Her eyebrows, her, her, her eyelids. I mean, this was a beautiful gal. We put in 800 sutures in her over four and a half hours. And I triple-tied every one of them that I did. He asked me why I was doing it. I explained it to him. I said, Denton Cooley, cardiac surgeon. My cousin happened to be. I said, he always done a triple tie. He said he called it his sleeper knot. He said, sleeper? And I said, yes, sir. And because, you see, if I tattoo and one of them comes undone, that means I'm going to be back in there doing that surgery over in the middle of the night. If I do a triple tie, I know that artery in that vein is not going to start leaking because I got a knot in it. And it shut down. He said, I got you. I noticed that he started triple tying just like I did. We eliminated 90% of the reconstruction on that young woman's face. It went through the windshield at White Sands. Missile Range Road. There's a 90-degree curve out there. That guy she was with had to hammer down, but he didn't make the 90 degrees. She went through the windshield, no seatbelt. There's so many, many things that you can do or may... God, some of you can do things, hell, I've never even dreamed of. And, And your unique capabilities. I mean... You're designed that way. You you were created with these special abilities. Uh, when it says, I called you by your name while you were yet in the womb, I called you by your nature, your characteristics. I gave you these unique abilities. Now it's up to you to discover them and how to use and apply them. The invisible deity cannot be seen unless the invisible is seen in and through you. That's why we're called epistles, written, seen, heard, read, of all men. There's a reason we're here. There's a reason some of us are as nuts as we are. Then, in the end, there's always a reason for one's madness. Your damn Jim. Yes, sir. It's just, there's a there's a a purpose for everything under the sun, and they go through it in the book of Proverbs, I believe, or Ecclesiastes. Uh, but uh, you know, when everybody says, you know, they're looking at the physical aspect of the man, you know, that they're calling Jesus or God. When yep. he when it basically tells us when we look up in the Strong's even. The word spirit, it means the mind. It's called 4151 in the Strong's Exhaustive Concord in the Greek. Absolutely. See, everything is the mind. But they've been taught that um, God's so high, so lifted up, you can't be like him. Well, damn, if you're so high and he's so lifted up, you can't be like him. How many of you are going to try? 
If you can't be like him, there's not very many that's going to try to do it. Because they, they, they know they couldn't ever attain it, but that is... That's right. And then, and then when those that would do, the preacher and the 90% that won't do, now I want to throw shade on that 1, 2, or 10% that does, would, and could. So they stand in the gate. And those that would, they allow not to go in. Yes, sir. So that's the kind of world we're in. Brother, you go back and find and study the secrets and the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah, God, the things that are there. It was the fatness and fullness of bread. You want to look around? Man, listen, we got a bunch of fat-ass people and fullness of bread, and they ain't getting nowhere damn quick. And they got what? Every damn disease there was in the world. And they you know, have... Jacob, is, Jacob is called Jeshurun in one place, and it says Jeshurun, uh, what he did was he ate sweets, he waxed fat, and he kicked before the ever-living. He was not called Israel at that point or Jacob. He was called Jeshurun because he was saying that he had displeased the ever-living. So you may have the knowledge. You may have the ability. But if you don't keep using it, damn it, it's he that's found so doing, so to speak. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anyway, Jim, I can see we've talked about some stuff that may be too sweet for too many people tonight, and that's hallelujah, all right. But the fact of it is, you know and I know, and we've got some good, faithful people on here that they're wanting to know, and they're doing. Yes. And uh, I'm really thankful for the ones that, that are um you know, when you figure he was in the land of what we call Israel, uh, referring back to Palestine at that time in reality, you had 12, and then you had 500. But the greater part had all fallen away. Damn, that's a whole country of people. And all we can account for is about 12 and maybe 500. So we're not going to have a football stadium full of people. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Well, they love the creature, which is this body, more than they love the creator which is the mind that is within. You nailed it down. Jim, I love you. I'm out of here. Y'all have a good evening. Shalom, prosper, and be in great good health. And um, I hear my two granddaughters come back to town. I, I'll give you an idea here uh, how to make some real good coleslaw. Let's say you either chop your coleslaw up or maybe you buy a couple of pounds of coleslaw at Wally Wink here or someplace like that. If you'll take 
at least a half a cup of sugar and a quarter cup of, say, kosher salt. Take your uh, coleslaw, throw it in a big, nice salad bowl, and put that in there and mix the hell out of it. Put your rag over it or something. Leave it for about an hour, hour and a half, and you'll go back in there about every half hour and kind of toss it. It's going to pull all the excess water out, and what will happen is because nature stabilizes, it's going to suck water and salt back in. Now, once it's done that for about an hour and a half, take it out, and I put it in one of our our uh, stainless salad bowl strainers. And uh, I rinse it really, really good. Now, I, I screwed up in one way today. I didn't squeeze it. And I normally, at the end of that period, squeeze all the excess water out. And then I've got a recipe that I use. And uh, I was missing two ingredients. One of them was buttermilk. And one of them was uh, <coughs> celery salt. But uh, <coughs> for the dressing... <coughs> You use either two-thirds to one cup of Hellman's regular mayonnaise, the original. Two tablespoons of granulated sugar. Two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. One teaspoon of celery salt. One teaspoon of kosher salt. One teaspoon of finely ground black pepper and maybe a quarter cup fresh Italian parsley if you prefer. To that, you can add one-third cup of buttermilk. And when you mix that all together and you mix that in with your salad or your coleslaw, um, it's really going to be about as close as you can get to a KFC and a Long John Silver uh, coleslaw. And... Uh, you take it, put it in a big gallon Ziploc bag, get all the extra air out you can get, zip it up, you leave it in there for 24 hours. It takes that long for all of the flavors to maturate within the coleslaw. <clears throat> then uh, after the 24 hours, uh, you can kind of spoon it up with a, a slotted spoon or something like that. Um, it won't have much moisture in it in reality. And uh, it won't be all that soggy crap. It has some real high-grade flavor. And the reason the salt and sugar is used initially in the beginning is it helps break down the fiber of the coleslaw. Uh, it'll still have some uh, tasty and and and, you know, texture to it. But some people uh, don't like coleslaw because it's either too damn tough or whatever. Well, this takes that toughness out and it makes it really uh, nice. And then after you've done it, like I say, for an hour and a half and it pulls all the fluid out, um, you rinse it really, really good. And after it's drained, uh, squeeze it dry and then add your dressing to it. Man, I'm here to tell you, after 24 hours, I believe you slap your mammy, your pappy, or whatever, but you're going to say that's some pretty damn good cold slaw. Anyway, y'all have a good evening, Jim. I'll catch you later. Okay, so long, brother. We love you. You know, folks, uh, I appreciate you coming, 
and I want to thank you. And may Yahweh bless you, keep you in perfect divine health, and may all your dreams and desires come true that are good, good, and very good. Because that's all the the Creator ever expected us to have was the good, good, and very good. The reason the bad comes forth is because of our own stinking thinking, so to speak. We're the ones that brings it on ourselves. And we're the ones that react to our fellow man in all manner of wicked ways because of our stinking thinking. So if we look to the the divine mind within us, it said it would lead and guide us in all truth. And if we do that and we study to show ourselves approved, like the scripture says, rightly grouping together what is really being said, then we can ask what we will and it will be given to us. He said, while we're yet asking, the answer would be on the way. And it's really that simple. But with that, you know, we love and appreciate you. Thank you for coming. And uh, we'll be back here next Sunday, same time, same place. Y'all be willing. And uh, hope to see you then. Y'all have a great Memorial Day. I think it's Memorial Day. Um, And uh, be safe and all those good things. May you have a blessed day. Shalom, prosper, and be in perfect divine health. Good night, everyone.